Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have gone on 45 book-based adventures. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. Ready for this? Are you gonna pop it in pop, here? Pop this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't break anything. Oh, I actually. I, Maybe you bit... should pop it out. Pop it out. Oh, fine. No, but it's cold. No, but no. Just stand in the door and pop it out that way, because I don't want it to fine, to fine. break any of the nice new stuff. Okay. The nice new stuff. The, you know the lights, the space. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I've got the glasses ready. Although I guess. Because it's not champagne. It's not yeah, but We're probably less it. bothered about losing. Whoa, whoa. How much was it? Five pounds. Five pounds? Four pounds. Four pounds. <laughs> the thing is, you, could get, you can actually probably almost get a bottle of Prosecco for that. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. It's, it's, like, it's a bit of a rip, but, you know. Can't open it. Oh. Oh, oh. She's in. I have to contact our butler. Oh, it's really difficult. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I mean, I won't be able to help because I have zero strength. I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to get our. Oh no, this is so embarrassing. We'll have to get our butler. Maybe I should take it to the door. My Crocs. Right. Okay. Be back. It's a tough start. It's a tough start. Oh, it is. It's proper in there, isn't it? Well, that's that's service from the old butler. prefers the term wine waiter. Oh, I like that a lot. Here you go. It's really fizzy. Whoa! Way Whoa. more than I expected. Fizz zero. Not zero on the fizz. <laughs> All the fun. statistics and science <laughs> science says means we'll now be friends forever for well, life future to life <laughs> to, to, to friendship for life for life <laughs> <laughs> not just for Christmas 
<laughs> our friends for life, not just for Christmas. Um, that implies that you see our friendship as some sort of abandoned puppy. No, I don't. Hurt your stomach there. Yeah, I know. I don't know why that is. I've eaten heartily. Yeah, we did go big on that. Maybe on it's that. the sort of the um, the chili. Who <laughs> oh, chili. Oh yeah. Tell you what, maybe it is all the bubbles <laughs> in this. It's so bubbly. It's going right on my nose. Are you getting any of that? Yeah. I like that we're sort of chugging it rather than sipping it as we normally would. Yeah. Mostly because it's just juice. But I feel that I could pretend that it was champagne oh, and have, have, have the effects of champagne. I think we might, if it wasn't in a flute, mm-hmm. I'd struggle with that. Okay. If it was just in a kind of tumbler. I don't think it would wear. It would just feel like a, I'm on a coat. Some squash. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do for this momentous moment or if in terms of MB, other than stroking your blankets? Well, in terms of MB, I did send you something. Yeah. In the post. Got it right here. You can, you can open it now if you want. I'd like that. Okay, go ahead. Can I really open it now? Yeah, I just as a little sort of... Pre-thing. You might feel quite emotional on opening oh, this. Oh no, emotional? Am I going to cry on air? I don't know. <laughs> You're, I would say consistently, one thing I have noticed, a theme of today should be about our threat seven years of friendship, I think. Um, a consistent theme is, is, I would say, almost impossible to access wrapping. What? My wrapping? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, extremely it's... hardy wrapping. Yeah, I think it's because when I post things, I always get very anxious about that. <laughs> It does mean I, I rarely can open something you've sent me without a pair of scissors, and I don't have one. Oh, uh, I'm now looking at this thinking I went... You went a bit OTT. There's a lot of brown parcels. So much. Tape. Don't even attempt to try and open from that end. Do you think? No, I, I don't think, know. Think... Oh. oh. I got stuck to my, my own Well, this is the episode. The episode <laughs> is you opening a package. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, for description, this the package is a A4 sized envelope <laughs> with vast quantities of parcel tape. She's in. Is she in? She is. So it's in recognition of one year of the podcast. Right. You might actually need it today. <gasps> no! <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, so oh, it says on it, Little Blue Book. <laughs> so I'm going to give you Little Blue Book. Oh my God. I'll are give you, you the duty. The duty. Are, are you sure you want to do that? I'm ready. You're ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a responsibility. I'm finally yeah. happy to pass it on. No, because wow. I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what, we've had a year. I've had a year with Little Blue Book. <laughs> now it's time to pass to you. Pass the baton. Yeah, co-host. The, or the book on to yeah. me. Yeah. That is wonderful. <laughs> Where did you get it from? That's really beautiful. You got it from Etsy. I love it. I mean, look at that. Look at that cover. <laughs> we'll take a photo of it so people can see. Will I do the fact today, do you think? I think you should. I think this is, you know, it's, it's quite one year anniversary episode. You're yep. taking hold of the little blue book now. Oh, the You're responsibility is major, but I feel like, I feel... I feel, feel ready. I, I feel ready and honoured. Ready and honoured, yeah, yeah. 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 What will you do with yours? Will you just wait till the return, till it's returned? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do it every year. What, switch over yeah. every year? Yeah, An that's annual nice. event. Yeah, that is nice. Oh, that's so lovely. You can even have this pen. <laughs> Don't, we can't keep this. I won't keep the pen, no, it's fine. Do you know what Let's I've got with it really me, though? clear. <laughs> yeah, this is not for you. It's, it's book only. I don't know how to... Um, 
I don't really have to respond to that, other than with like you know general joy. Like, what do there's no there's no way you can trump that in this episode. I feel. What do you mean trump? Well, that it's, it's all going to be downhill from here, isn't it? It's all going to be downhill from here. Right. I mean, is that mystery business? Are we going to do mystery business? Yeah. Well, oh, should we do a little reflection? I mean, this yeah. is just off the cuff. Off the cuff but yeah. One year of episodes. I'm going to put you on, on the spot. spot right now. Yeah. Favourite episode? Brilliant. I'm really glad you asked that. In the last episode we recorded and released, yep. we you mentioned you've been re-listening over the summer to season, season one. one. And you said episodes five, Cross Skis, what a cracking episode. Corker, I believe, oh. was the term I used. A five, yeah. 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 E- e- equal, equally true. Cracking, corker, I can accept some of too. And uh, <laughs> I went back and listened to it. You're right. It is a, it is a, it's a cracking episode. It's a corker. Roskies is up there. It is an really? excellent episode. It's excellent very episode. joyous. It's very joyous. It's so joyous. Uh, now, actually, yeah, I think we should be fair and exclude the schmozzles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we're saying favourite standard. standard. Fine. Because it also excludes the Agatha Christie Festival, which would ultimately be my winner every time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I am going to go with episode five, Roskies. It's It is fantastic. It's packed full of fun and joy and skiing-based puns <laughs> and also your story about knocking that kid over on the slopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's up there for me. What, what's yours? Well... A separation classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for me, it still has to be a tour de force. Like, as an episode or as a book, though? No, 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 as an episode. Okay. Because you have a brand. Because... <laughs> um, it was so funny. I was just very, I just remember laughing a lot. We were quite excited, I think, in general. Yeah. And also I just think it was that amazing moment of we sort of were both discovering Christiana Brand together. Yeah, true. And there was that fresh joy. moment. But I did also forget there was one other heavy item that I wanted to mention. Um, I wanted to do an on-air apology for my massive snafu. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's one of the biggest podcast-based snafus we've ever had. I do agree. Yeah. Were you annoyed? Mm, no. Okay, would you want to tell the listeners what your snafu was? And then I'll explain why I actually wasn't annoyed. Oh, great, okay. So, um, (laughs) we recorded... I don't even know when it would have been, maybe in July or, or what comes after that? It's August. <laughs> J- July or Jar, as I was going to call it. Um, Jorgus. Jorgus. <laughs> July or Jorgus, one of them. <laughs> we recorded an episode, season three, episode one, uh, to go after the Act Christie Film Festival, I was going to say that. Um, and it was going to be Sparking Cyanide by Ags. And I recorded it onto my computer. And I deleted the file. We've all been there. File gone. What, yeah. what, what can you do? Can't be recovered. I deleted the deleted files because the whole, <laughs> the whole point was I was, oh, ha- I was starting no. a new job and my laptop was so slow because it was the, the, the drive was full. I had no storage. So I panicked and deleted literally everything. <laughs> and then went into the deleted files and deleted them as well. So it was really a no-go. Yeah, yeah. no-go. Mm-hmm. No-go. It was a major snafu. It was a massive, massive snafu. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason <laughs> the reason why I wasn't annoyed about it are two reasons. Number one was the context 
or the background mm-hmm. to my Saturday in that I was having a very stressful Saturday <laughs> um, related to the construction of a king-size bed. I won't say anything Let's more. Let's not go into it, yeah. But it was very stressful. So by comparison, your news appeared much less stressful than the situation I had been in. So really a good time. It was a good time which happened. But the second reason why I wasn't that annoyed is I couldn't really remember anything we'd said that was very memorable in that episode. So actually, who cares? <laughs> I think if it had been one where I was like, oh, that was, it was what, so what funny. What episode? What yeah, episode? Yeah, it was episode five, season one. Yeah. Furious. I mean, we can just do a very... Oh, you know what we could do? Go on. Now, we obviously cannot recreate the sparkling cyanide episode. No. But we can just share the score and the one line we Oh, gave. yeah, great yeah. shout, great shout. Here you go. Just in case you're thinking, yeah, yeah I was really one, waiting. One last time. <laughs> yeah, one last you time. Your lip more. quivered then. One you look with it. I regret saying that because you look really upset. <laughs> so sorry. So, sparkling cyanide. Do you want to sort of see if you can guess your score? Um, can you remember what score you I think got? I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it an eight. 8.5 yeah I really enjoyed yeah. it yeah and I gave an 8 and can you remember our one line <laughs> if you get this right I will give you £5 £5? Pounds. Five, pounds? 5 whole pounds oh no uh, to get com- completely right well oh. near enough did it have the word sparkling in it? it did <laughs> you look really 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 impressed by that even though the name is sparkling cyanide um, sparkling psychological Yes. yes. Thriller? No. Uh, sparkling psychological so or something, something. I don't know. Come on. Sparkling psychological theatrical mystery with multifaceted women. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. So although we don't have an episode on it, we would say I still would recommend. Yeah, go, go recommend. Check don't um don't listen. I've noticed quite a lot of people Trash on it. Instagram dressing yeah, what, what gives. And we say <laughs> what gives? <laughs> what gives? Um, we say what gives move on go and read it yeah don't don't, don't, don't listen, listen to, to the them. crowd no. listen to the the nothing, two <laughs> the nothing rhymes with crowd oh no crowd. Don't, don't listen to the crowd listen to us saying out loud <laughs> <laughs> sparkling cyanide is it's very good <laughs> yeah, it needs to rhyme with no I know right it doesn't matter doesn't matter I'm doing mod- a modern freestyle <laughs> Poetry. Scatting, perhaps. I know there's no alcohol in this. <laughs> I'm feeling wild. Right, The bubble's okay. gone to our heads. Um, yeah, I'm really upset. I'm really sorry about this nothing. No, I just it's wanted fine. to make sure it's it was fine. officially said. Closure done? Closure done. Closure done. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Right. Should we talk about the book? Let's talk about the books. Today's book is Checkmate to Murder. Little subtitle, A Second World War Mystery, by ECR Lorak. What a woman. Who, you may remember, wrote Cross Skis, episode 5, season 1, but as Carol Carner, can't yep. have the name. Yep. But we have also read Bats in the Belfry, yep. which she was ECR Lorak for yep. that one. Season 1, episode say 11. Sure. Go and check it out. Check it out. And we have read, we did read another ECL Lorac, which would highly recommend before mm. the podcast, which was called 
Match. Murder by Matchlight. Murder by Matchlight. Which was... Great. Great. Thoroughly recommend. Thoroughly. And of course, she is one of our queens of crime. Well, I love her. What a gal. What a gal. <laughs> <Maddie> loves her. <laughs> so this was your pick. But, well, it wasn't. But we've had to switch around because of my own mistake. <laughs> well, no, it was sort of my pick. In that yeah. we knew we were going to do an ECR Lorac this season. Yeah. And I was given a number of ECR Loracs for Christmas uh, yes. okay, yeah. last year, and this was one of them. And we, we liked the sound of this one. We thought it sounded very... exciting. We did. <laughs> exciting, yeah. yeah. Um, um, would you like to give me a summary without reading the blurb? No, you can read the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well... What happens is it's a foggy night. <laughs> I'm just, just taking out one or two of yeah, the words. Yeah, I'm just taking out one or two of the words in the blurb. No, but the po- point it is, is, it's a foggy, foggy night. night. It's it is. important. It's so it's a foggy night in Hampstead, <laughs> London. In London. And it's set during World War II blackout. And there is a group who are gathered in an artist's studio. So you've got a civil servant, a scientist, having a game of chess, and then this artist called Bruce Manaton, what a name, is painting a portrait of an actor who is pretending to be a sort of a cardinal. And so they're all together in one space. And then there's also in the kitchen, Roseanne Manaton, who is uh, preparing tea for Mrs. Tubbs who is the charlady of Mr. Follener, who is a miser. Big time. Big time miser. miser. Living next door. BTM, (laughs) big time miser. Anywho, Mr. Follener, BTM, big time miser, is found dead, and his Canadian nephew, is taken in, arrested for the crime. However, Inspector MacDonald, who we've encountered before, appears to investigate what actually happened because he doesn't believe that the nephew has done it. And that's the book. That's the book. Um, And what did you think? (laughs) I enjoyed it. Now, the main reason I enjoyed this uh, very little to do with the mystery. But, ECR Lorac. What a woman with the language. What a woman with the language. And she delivered from so early Didn't on. She? Page 22, I'm sure you noted it, but. Shamazzle. I think it's been in every single one of hers. Yeah. She, do you reckon she tried to get it in every time? <laughs> Thought, she want that in. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, I love the phrase, don't lose your wool. Um, don't lose your wool, sorry. Don't lose your wool. I like that. Absolutely. Oh, I loved that they kept... So some money goes missing from um, Mr. Follinger. And they kept referring to it as loot. The loot. Who's got the loot? They were trying to find the loot. I liked the idea of someone being involved in ticklish business. <laughs> which I think Can you was, give me some context about what that I is? I think it was just sort of dodgy, dodgy dealings. <laughs> uh, scallywags. Another corker. Always, always a favourite. Quite like the, the phrase, he's got beef, that chap. <laughs> <laughs> is that like um, uh, a grudge to bear? Yeah. Got beef. He's got beef. We've had mystery beef before, actually. Mystery beef. Maybe even last episode was mystery beef. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought I had loads more words. Turn you look really stressed over. out then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay, so the thing that made me laugh quite a lot was <laughs> page 90. Oh, she's got references. Page I can go 90. to the same one. Well, we've got the same copy. Mine's covered in coffee. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where they kept, kept referring to the old man was just a harmless old boo. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh more than it should have done, and I also like the phrase "I'm the cat that burns its paws on someone else's chestnuts," and I don't <laughs> like it. Who's saying that? It is. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's the nephew who's been who it turns out has been um, falsely accused. <laughs> so that I absolutely loved. Uh, I have I've got more to say, but. I think go go to you yeah, for yeah. your thoughts. What do you think? Um, I had similar. I would say that I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily of all of her plots. Wouldn't necessarily rate the plot that no. highly. Um, you did mention to me very early on. Actually, maybe even before I started reading it. So both Hannah and I had to reread it multiple times to get into it. Yeah, the beginning. I read the beginning, beginning at least four or five times. Yeah. I thought, well, at least this is fine because probably the beginning is going to be turn out to be crucial in crucial. some way related to chess. Not, not really, really, no. No, not really, no. So I did feel like I worked really hard to learn about chess and then it was not, not relevant. But it did make me think, do I want to learn chess? They're obviously enjoying themselves, the two men. Well, no, but do you want to learn? Because they were so absorbed in the game of chess that they didn't realise that someone in the room who'd gone off to do a murder. Yeah, I know, but that does mean that they're really enjoying it. That's obviously not a great no, great example. I would rather that you learned bridge. Okay, And that we learned bridge together. You said that last Because I think that's much more mystery. I mean, I can't, I'd learn both. I don't know, and how much free time have you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be like a, like a full-time hobby. It would just be like, I'd like to learn the rules, you know, see if there's anyone out there that wants to play with me. Chess, I'm, I'm less into chess, I have to say. Yeah, I think yeah. it's probably because, I wouldn't say his full name, but I went to school with someone who was called Edmund. That was his first name. Right. I wouldn't say his surname, just in case he's still doing chess now. And still listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but um, he was really, really into chess and he did chess all the time and he also had pencils that had his full name and you thought those two separate facts you thought i hate him together i thought it was not good a bit much too much he went on on their own there you go successful so one of those facts on their own fine together no too much too much and we did actually have a chess set as a when i was a child yeah um which my sister learned to play on i think it was my sister uh, and it was Simpsons 3D chess. And no. that was quite pleasing. That sounds pleasing. Yeah. But if you learn on that, it's not much good for actual chess, is it? Well, no, they were the same. be like, like, where's the Maggie? <laughs> no, no, they were the, they were the same. <laughs> I don't know how to move my Homer. <laughs> no, <That's laughs> they were the same. Pe- they, they, had equi- they were equivalent. So, like, one of the characters my was, was, on yeah. a, was on a horse. So it's like, they were dressed up like the character. The knight? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I think it's... Not into it. I wouldn't want to do that as a beginner. Okay, fine. Um, But anyway, anyway. it did turn out that although it's from Checkmate to Murder, the chess... Not relevant. Well, I suppose it's used as a a diversion. Decoy. But I thought it was the actual crime 
was going to be some very clever chess-based crime in some way. No, in that <laughs> that someone will have would have used chess, all of yeah. the people in like I don't know in the same movements mm. or something human, like that. Human chess. Human chess. Yeah, it wasn't really like that, was it? Well, yeah. I mean, human chess. We've all seen that in Harry Potter, haven't we? Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah okay, good reference. Lost the stone. <laughs> Good reference, good mm. reference. And in, anyway, um, I enjoyed. Oh yeah, we enjoyed very yeah. generally. I enjoyed reading it. It was because mostly for the language. Language, um, excellent. But it wasn't the best plot of all time. I also got. I thought the middle section. Actually, for me, I found the middle section harder to get through yeah. because actually the beginning. Yes, there was chess bits. But equally, the reason I found it difficult to read was mostly just I was a bit tired at the time. I <laughs> couldn't get into it. And once I was in the right frame of mind to read it, I thought the beginning was quite a nice setup because you just mm. get to know everybody. Yeah. And the ending was fairly, like, pacey. It had a sort of similar to ECR it had a sort of chase scene ish kind of light touch compared to her other ones. It was very light, light touch. touch. Although I don't know, we're saying it was light touch, but Bruce Manitow was brutally, brutally murdered. murdered by his co conspirator. Yeah, and everyone was. Absolutely fine about that. Yeah, they were like, bothered. oh, yeah. he was a waste of time. Yeah. He was <laughs> waste of time. Um, being cruel to his sister. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Not on earth. Yeah, true. That that didn't that got played down quite a lot, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got some notes though. Unusual for me. Go ahead. Fun. Here's a fun fact about how I read. This is not to do with the book, but I think you'll be pleased with this nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. Have we ever talked about the way that I read? Oh, this the is reading sounds thing. Yes, that you hear a voice reading yeah. to you. So I was reading to this this in your voice. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. And I had I made Did it where I thought, oh, that's it? Hannah's voice. No, I was just I was I was very passively like reading and reading and reading, and then suddenly thought, oh, that's Hannah's voice. Oh, yeah. so it's just there. I bet you absolutely love the bit where my voice <laughs> did. Oh, I think we know. I've got a note. Got a note. The woman who works at the pub. <laughs> Oh no! Well, I have to say, <laughs> Mrs. Tubbs, there were so many excellent, excellent women, women bit parts in it. Yeah, it was so, made for you those those parts. Mrs. Tubbs, who's described as a glorious old Cockney and also garrulous, I immediately, I actually wrote on my notes that would be my bit part. Yeah, I did think that she would be excellent. She says he's all that deary with something on. With knobs on, with, with knobs, knobs on. on. Yeah, she was brilliant. She was brilliant. And then I did also think the landlady. Landlady. And oh, and I love Miss Stanton, who was the posh posh lady. Yeah. Just casually mentioned that Betty Mountjoy had <laughs> shared lap sandwiches with her. I was like, I love the idea of that. Oh, Betty Mountjoy just gave me some lap sandwiches. Yeah, the women, the women were quite quite pleasing, weren't they? Yeah. So that, that was that was a benefit for me, just for the, for the sound sound bites. What else? They also have a job in this book called an expert searcher, which I really yeah. like. I'd love that job. Yeah, yeah, and a woman just goes in. Yeah, just looks but around. She, but she goes onto the windowsill yeah. or something. Yeah, it's just well. that looks around. They bring them in with no other no other skills. Like, yeah. they bring in the expert the searchers. searchers. I thought, that's one for me, for the future. Yeah, that is great. Um, I also noted weirdly that Every, uh, that's the second ECR Lorac book where Neil has featured. <laughs> yeah. That's in the Belfry, also a Neil. Yeah, Neil. Maybe like that name. name. Yeah. I um I have to say, I did like the setting 
I do enjoy how ECL Lorac writes London. I love the way she writes London. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very um, tangible and real. And actually, quite I think quite unusually, the way she writes sort of wartime London, which is actually quite a lot of her books, or just post-war, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much the same way that you see it depicted in films, I think. Yeah, it's very definitely. Theatrical. Very theatrical, yet yeah, also quite subtle. I think she does it really well. And I do actually think her character writing is, is pretty good as well, the way she writes characters. Agreed. More, more, they're, they're not 2D. No. Even no. if they aren't, you know, the best, even if they're not good characters. But they it were annoyed about it. They it wasn't annoyed. her best, was it? It wasn't her best, no. I, I think the thing that annoyed me, or not annoyed me, but the thing that made me a bit more disappointed is I had really high hopes for it. Yeah. Because we, we, we basically chose this one of all of the ECLRX we had to read because we thought that the the blurb sounded amazing. Blurb. Yeah. We hyped good. it up. Yeah, so it was, it was fine, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to someone to get them interested in ECL Lorac. No, it's cross skis every time. <laughs> cross skis every time. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't her best, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Oh, tell you what though. Um, so one of the characters. <laughs> Called, I think it's the government scientist or the civil servant. It's called Ian Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. As in like Ian McKellen. <laughs> I just imagined him as Ian McKellen. The whole wow, idea. That didn't even occur to me. Yeah, because it's Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll tell you one thing that did come up. So the. Uh, sort of first on the scene, Verabi. Uh, Verabi talks about. Okay, he talks about how may how how he knows the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And he talks about how he has a really accurate sense of time. He says, "I'm seldom many minutes out in an estimate." And do you know what? I am really good at that. He was lying though, so. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, when I read that, because that's before you know. Yeah, so, true. Uh, and you were like, me too. Yeah. Me and Verabi, we're the same. Yeah. So, you know, I can't remember on which quiz show, but there's one quiz show where you have to stop the clock oh, yeah. after a certain number of seconds, but yeah. you're obviously not allowed to see it. I think I'd be amazing. Okay, so your specialist quiz round would be that. Yeah. I think I know what mine would be. Okay, go for it. It's, this is going to be quite a, I would say, either really, really entertaining or really rubbish game show of these two rounds, if this is it. But mine would be, um, <laughs> taste the skittle and what's the flavour. Are you good at that? I'm really good at that. Oh. People find it really hard and I think that's really easy. I get well, it right every time. I really wish I had some skittles. Yeah, well, maybe, next, maybe when you come over for dinner. sort of wrapping up. I think we're wrapping up. Oh, it did make me think. Oh no, this is maybe what we, can we learn? I've forgotten, when do we do that bit? I've also forgotten. Let's do it now. Should we do it now? Oh, no, no, we do scoring. Oh, oh let's do it now. We do some scoring. Some, you've got some stuff. Oh, I've got me. some stuff, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if we need to do any creeping, I suggest we get some <laughs> crepe rubber soles. Because they're, they're apparently silent. I thought that was really good practical information. Really good information, but what does it mean? Because crepe to me, crepe sounds paper. a lot. Of crepe paper sounds quite noisy. <laughs> I think it's like a material, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Know. A very noisy one. Wow. Oh.
it's different. It's something oh, right. different. Okay. It must be. Must be. Anyway, we need to look into that. Get some fifties <laughs> crepe shoes. Um. Oh, and the I'm other thing. Make you a pair of crepe paper. <laughs> crepe paper sole shoes. No, but really you. Loud. Yeah, but if I manage to creep silently in them. They I are. am really good at creeping. Then I'll pay you five pounds in return for that game earlier. Okay. Okay, she's just scores. That's a big moment for it's me. It's a massive moment because you're you're gonna do the little blue bit. Really I get to feel what it's like to just sort of casually casually partake. not say anything. Well, no, you do still talk. Oh yeah, no still talk. No no writing. No writing. Oh my god, the pressure. Wow, I feel. Do you? Yeah. Sad. Um, check. Mate to murder. Shall I do a, Do you normally do the date? No, I don't. But I have to say I that will. <laughs> if I had my time again, yeah, I probably would put the date in. Check mate to murder. Twenty-seven of the tenth, twenty-one, season three, episode oh. two. Oh no way! You're adding all, all kinds of extra intel. Well, no, I, I just don't do it the way you want. You, well, no, you've got to do it your own way. You, you, do, do, it, you do it your way. I'll tell you what I'm also going to do. Pretty bold. In the privy. We didn't talk about that at all. No, it's true. We're in the same room as each other. We're in the privy. Do you want to talk about it? That's a little room at the end of the garden. Calling it the privy. They think it's funny. There's not a toilet. It's not a toilet. No, but it's... Do you know what it is like, though, isn't it? You know what that's, that's a hark back to? Yeah. When Rose, yeah. our guest, special guest, special guest Rose, um, and Jay Knight, uh, we asked her which characters we would be from Death Comes to Pemberley. She said I'd be the woman who did eavesdropping from the privy. You weren't, you weren't unhappy with it. No, I wasn't actually. No, I thought that's, that's great. So yeah, right. we're in the privy. It's quite basic at the moment but yeah, I am, chilly, but, but my plans for it is going to be Agatha Christie style it's going to be 1930s I'm going to get a writing bureau amazing and I want to get a cracked leather wing back armchair hard to say cracked it's <laughs> going to be cosy den are you going to get a cocktail bar right well or all the soft trolley no, I'd love to get, and if I can get this, I'll be thrilled. Don't know if I'll be able to. So I watched Time, not Time Team, The Repair Shop. <laughs> I love it. Well, I cry a lot when I watch it. I can't watch it because it makes me really emotional. Have you seen it on the jukebox? No, I, I haven't seen it, but I oh, probably can never watch it. It's the most it. emotional. No, no, don't tell me about it. It's too sad. <laughs> but anyway, I've only watched tiny bits of it because it's it's too much. It's, it's too emotional. But one of the items that someone brought on was incredible. It was a round table, it just looked like a round table. Like, it's nice, it's made of wood. I think I know where this is going. But then you press a button oh in the middle my. and like a hydraulic pump comes up and it's everything you need to make cocktails. Yeah, that's amazing. In a tower. In a tower. And it's glasses and a little thing for olives. That's amazing. amazing. So you want that more than you want the globe, the globe bar? Oh, the glow bar. That's tricky. I think the glow bar is probably a more realistic dream. More realistic, less high-tech. Probably cheaper. Probably cheaper. Let's think practically here. Yeah. Right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> On three? Oh my god, it means I get to do the number, the counting. You normally do the counting. You can keep the counting. No, no, don't don't just throw me a tip bit. If, you, if you're taking this little bit, you've got to take control of the whole thing. Okay. You can't have it do it by heart. Okay, okay, ready on three. Oh, no, I haven't actually done oh. <laughs> Okay, um... On 
on three. Yeah. One, two, three. Sixes and sixes. sixes, yeah. Sixes and sixes. Sixes and sixes. Six, six to make 12 out of 20. Oh, oh look at that. It's really... It, it's different, isn't it? It's really different. Just for listeners. Not worse, just different. Um, Maddie's gone with HK and MB. That's you and me, yeah. I'm not saying it in a way like, please listen get in touch. <laughs> Help me crack the code. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? Okay, right, ready for a one-liner? Yeah. One-liner. Did you actually write <laughs> You've written one-liner. You have to do that now for every entry. Don't have to do it every one, it's my point. Okay, you're fine, fine. Peppered with wonderful language. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh. fails to deliver on the plot. Yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Tubbs. Yeah. Boom. 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 That felt very magic. Magic. Thank okay. you. And you'll return this pen to you, because I realise that's not part of the deal. That's not part of the deal. <laughs> so, case notes. <laughs> so, I'm reopening the case yeah. from season one. I can't believe it. The case of the missing salmon. Yeah. So, just a quick reminder. Reopening the packet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're opening the packet. You sure it's not gone off? <laughs> 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 I tell you what's such a bad joke. I tell you what's not gone off. My passion for trying to solve <laughs> this crime that remains it's not a crime. fresh. It's not a crime. It is a crime if someone stole it. True, true. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So a whole M and S. Lockmore, the poached salmon, says 628, went missing on the 22nd of July, 2017, from the Brunel Museum, Rotherhithe, London. We want to know what happened to it. And I did a whole season's worth of investigation. Did we get Well, no, I did make some progress, but I didn't... <laughs> Solve the no. case as such because I didn't solve it as such. Yeah. <laughs> so I I sort of left the case to one side for season two, but the reason why okay the reason why I'm bringing it back and I want to go back to investigating the case of the missing salmon. Firstly, I'm still perplexed by it. I genuinely want to know what happened. If you want more information about all of the investigation I did so far, there is. A story, an Insta story. Is there? there Any time you can wow. go on there, go on our Instagram, check it out. At Missing Salmon Case. Oh, we'll check that out. You shouldn't need to check it out. You've been here for the whole. Thing. Oh, is it? Is it clips from the show? Um, no, it's, it's it's a kind of like photo. Oh yeah, I'm, of it. I'm still going to look at it. Okay, great. Yeah. Right, but I've got a new angle. Okay. Now, I went to Cornwall, and when I was in Cornwall, a seagull. So, like swooped down no, no. and took my pasty and it was not all my pasty a bit of my pasty and it was quite scary now that happened but also when i was in cornwall someone took our fish and chips so another not a bird just a person i don't know it could have been a bird it could have been now i'm saying i don't know who the culprit is but two more situations where 
food was taken from me. Do so you think you've been targeted? Am I being targeted? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And isn't it weird that it was fish yeah. and chips and <laughs> that were taken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. And I don't know who did that either. <laughs> the same culprit, perhaps. Perhaps. But, yeah, I mean... Okay. So... I've got questions and thoughts, but this isn't my section, so... Okay, fine. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, again, while I was in Cornwall, actually, very productive. You all <laughs> just thought I was on holiday. I wasn't. You're I doing was research. <laughs> I interviewed my brother, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother's best friend, and also someone else who was at the, at the wedding. At the wedding. <laughs> at the wedding when Sam went, went missing. Now, it was good to interview those people in person, mm. because... What I discovered in interviewing them in person is I felt they sort of shared different information. Interesting, interesting. In that, felt to me as though they'd all maybe seen the salmon. In real life? Yeah, they were a bit vague on it. They couldn't be sure for a range of reasons, some being alcohol-based, and others just being <laughs> portrayed. But it made me think... The in-person questioning. Now I can do it. That's probably what I need to start doing. (laughs) And I know we talked about doing a reconstruction at the Brunel Museum. Absolutely, I think we should do that. 100%, yeah. Go for lunch at Mayflower after. Obviously a win, yeah. Yeah, a win. But there's another opportunity. In, we're having a massive New Year's Eve party in the new house where a lot of the people, suspects, are going to be here. Oh my. Their defences will be down, and people might drinks. have had a few drinks. I reckon I might get the truth at what? New Year's Eve party. Oh, okay. Also, that kind of sense people wanted to unburden themselves, mm. to be New Year, New Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new Me. Yeah, exactly. Can so, I ask a question? Of course you can. In that, but in that uh, series of events, mm-hmm. are you planning on A, just questioning them while they're drunk, or B, yeah, pushing out salmon. a massive salmon and seeing someone does it again. Opportunistic. <laughs> <laughs> Both that does good. defeat the New Year, New Me vibe, doesn't it? <laughs> both are good. They're different... Yeah. Different tacts. Yeah, maybe I should do both. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And keep, your, keep a hawk eye on the salmon the whole night. It does mean you do somewhat miss out on the frivolities because you'll be busy investigating. Well, not if I set up a small camera. <laughs> And then we can review the footage. Little GoPro. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask for a night camera for Christmas. Perfect. Yeah, that really is its intended function. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why I'm reopening yeah. the case. It's because the external environment has changed. Now mm. I can yeah. question people in person. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. A good plan. Okay, case notes closed temporarily today. Yeah. Touch, like a light touch close. Yeah. Not a slam. I haven't put it in a in a filing drawer. Um, yeah, okay, case is closed. Done. Thank you for joining us for the anniversary episode of the Unsolved Case of the Missing Salmon. And indeed for listening over the last year, Mesami. Today we talked about Checkmate to Murder by ECR Lorat, toasted in a new era of the Little Blue Book, and reopened the case into the still-missing salmon. 
As always, if you'd like to share the unsolved case of the missing salmon with a friend or a me to use Poirot parlance, then we would be really grateful. It's easy to do. On Spotify, click the box with the upwards arrow and on Apple, the three dots to the right of the episode. You'll then get a link that you can share with a friend who loves murder mystery, cats and or amateur sleuthing. Remember, if you send us a photo of your share, then we'll enter you in a prize draw to win Poirot themed tea. Follow us on Instagram at Missing Salmon Case to be the first to know about new episodes, see photos related to the case, what's on our bookshelf, and importantly, photos of our feline sidekick, Hercule. It's also where you can chat to us about all things mystery. Next episode, which will be in two weeks' time, we will be discussing In the Woods by Tana French, which is available from hive.co.uk if you'd like to support your local independent bookseller. Until then, mes amis, keep sleuthing! This podcast is created, produced and edited by Maddie Berry and Hannah Knight. Our music is sourced from Melody Loops by Jeff Harvey.